Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's known in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're taking a closer look at the various components of the Consumer Price Index and how it's calculated. We normally think that an increase in energy prices would have the effect of increasing the Consumer Price Index, and in general, that's true. However, in the core Personal Consumption Expenditure Index, the more volatile food and energy components have been stripped out. Now, when the Fed looks at the inflation rate, they prefer the core PCE metric. As real estate investors, we are also very interested in the rate of inflation, and we're interested in how rental income and expenses track the rate of inflation. There could be an economic windfall or a path to bankruptcy, depending on what's happening. We also hear loud and clear that the Fed is going to keep interest rates elevated until inflation comes under control. Never mind the fact that there's no proof that raising interest rates will in fact lower inflation. Inflation is always a monetary phenomenon where too much money is being injected into the system. Suppressing private sector investment with higher interest rates while the public sector is spending money like drunken sailors will never work. Eventually, the cost of servicing the public debt will bankrupt the nation and perhaps the government will reform its ways at that point. But history has shown that governments are addicted to deficit spending like a crack cocaine addict is addicted to the next injection. Many people are wondering why the inflation statistics being reported in the official numbers don't match their lived experience. And on today's show and later this week, we're going to unpack this further and expose the reasons why the numbers look strangely optimistic. First of all, we need to understand why politicians would want to manipulate the inflation numbers. What would be the motivation? In order to understand that, we need to understand how gross domestic product is calculated. To calculate GDP, you add up all of the economic activity in the nation, and that gives you gross domestic product. Now, I'm simplifying the definition a bit, but for the purpose of calculating inflation, this is important. Then you measure GDP a year later, and the gross domestic product is going to give you a larger number than the year before. That's because in the presence of inflation, the number, by definition, is going to be higher. So what we're really measuring at that point is nominal GDP. In order to get real GDP, we have to subtract the effect of inflation. And you'll notice that if for some reason inflation is understated, then the effect would be that GDP might be overstated. So there is actually a significant political incentive for politicians to be able to claim that the economy is performing better than it actually is. And a very simple way to do that is by understating inflation. There's a massive incentive for inflation to be understated. And this is done through a whole series of adjustments that many of them fall under this category called hedonic adjustments. And we're going to define what this is in a moment. The first hedonic adjustment we're going to talk about today is called substitution. It attempts to adjust for consumer behavior. So, for example, if the basket of goods includes beef, and let's say the price of beef goes up, then economists at the Bureau of Labor and Statistics assume that people will switch to pork or chicken, which is cheaper. In so doing, they avoid recording the price increase on beef in their measurements. This method of substitution is used very liberally throughout the inflation calculations. The second hedonic adjustment is associated with product improvements. For example, let's say that the next generation of smartphones have better cameras and more memory and a faster processor, and yes, also a higher price. The Bureau of Labor and Statistics will assign an improvement score with the reasoning that the new product is so much better than the previous generation. Naturally, a phone with the older features would have been less expensive, so they adjust the price downward to account for the improvements. These types of adjustments are applied to a wide range of goods. Now, if you're feeling outraged right now, wait till you hear how they apply the same adjustment to distort gross domestic product. So now that you have a smartphone, 
with a faster processor and more memory and a higher resolution screen and a higher resolution camera, they conclude that your productivity must have gone up. That increase in productivity is applied to your income and work output when it comes to calculating GDP. That's right, your income didn't actually increase and your work output didn't actually increase and there's no measurable improvement to your productivity, but the Bureau of Labor and Statistics in its infinite wisdom uses the same improvements to your smartphone to simultaneously reduce the price of the phone and to increase your productivity and therefore gross domestic product. Another way in which the Bureau of Labor and Statistics tweaks the data for the benefit of the population is by altering the weighting of the basket of goods used to calculate the consumer price index. Not surprisingly, the components that seem to rise the fastest are given progressively smaller and smaller weighting in the measurement. These are only a few of the hedonic adjustments that are applied to the inflation and GDP metrics. Now, you might be wondering why these adjustments are called hedonic. So let's go back to the root of the word. Hedonic has the same root as the word hedonism, which means for the pleasure of. So these adjustments are used to determine inflation and GDP, but the Fed is attempting to control price stability in the private sector by raising interest rates and by reducing the Fed's balance sheet of deposits from member banks, on which banks are collecting interest. Now, if you're scratching your head over the insanity of this situation, you're not alone. You see, the vast majority of people simply trust the government's reporting of statistics. The general public don't bother to dive into the details, even though this is publicly available information and these details are hidden in plain sight. And if you're thinking that the 20% increase in food prices you've experienced at the grocery store isn't really captured in the 3% inflation metric, your non-scientific intuition is probably more accurate than you realize. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.